We've all heard how important it is to have an emergency fund for our personal finances. There may be a time when your car needs repairs, or you lose your job, or maybe you have an unexpected expense pop up. When you have an emergency fund set up, you're able to dip into it when you have these emergencies in your personal life. But what about in your business? Is it necessary for your business to have an emergency fund? If you do need an emergency fund in your business, how much money do you need to set aside and where should these funds be saved? These are all legitimate questions and today I'm going to dive into some of the best practices for emergency funds in a small business. If you already had an emergency fund set up and funded, but unfortunately this last year left you with close to an empty balance, I'm going to talk about ways you can start replenishing that emergency fund again. It doesn't matter if you're just thinking about starting a new business or you're already a solopreneur, entrepreneur, small business owner, virtual online bookkeeper, or virtual assistant. Making sure you have the necessary emergency funds set aside could be what saves you from closing your business if you find yourself running into some difficult times. Listen in as we talk about what an emergency fund should look like for your small business and how it could bring you peace of mind when done correctly. You're listening to the Mastering Your Small Business Finances podcast, where we get straight to the point on topics that ultimately affect your bottom line. That's right, as an entrepreneur with a small business, money management, growth, marketing, they all affect your bottom line. I'm your host, Chris Ponick. I'm a certified public accountant, and I've been helping small business owners like you navigate and easily understand these complicated topics for over 25 years. I'm a wife, a mom, a grandmother, and a small business owner myself, so I know your time is valuable. In my free time, I make the best sugar cookies and have mastered an amazing chocolate chip cookie recipe. And that's not just my opinion. You're in the right place. I promise your time will be well spent here. Each week you'll gain confidence and clarity while making a successful impact on your business and grow your bottom line. Get comfy, grab a cookie, and let's get straight to the point with this week's episode. Are you looking for a computerized software solution to do your bookkeeping? I highly recommend checking out QuickBooks Online. I've been using QuickBooks myself for over 20 years and they really know how to streamline processes and make your bookkeeping and recording your transactions simple and easy. QuickBooks is one of the top software solutions used by small business owners and I would say that over 95% of my clients are currently using QuickBooks for their businesses. One of the features most of my clients and I take advantage of is the option to set up bank feeds. You simply link your bank account to your QuickBooks account and QuickBooks will automatically import each transaction into your QuickBooks file. You'll save a ton of time not having to manually enter each of these transactions. You simply review each of the transactions and make sure they're getting recorded to the appropriate account. And then click one button and they're in. Wanna know more? Head over to financialadventure.com QuickBooks and learn how you can save 50% off of your first three months. Welcome back. Since this is the last week of April's Financial Literacy Month, I thought we'd talk today about emergency funds. Emergency funds are always recommended in your personal finances. 
I'm sure you've heard people say you need to save money for a rainy day or put some money aside in case of an emergency. When you put money aside in your personal finances, this is called an emergency fund. Dave Ramsey recommends you start with an emergency fund of at least $1,000 and then grow your emergency fund according to your expenses from there. This is all good advice, but how often do you hear people telling you about the need to have an emergency fund for your small business? Do you have an emergency fund for your business? Maybe you had an emergency fund, but you found a need to use those funds over the last year, and now it's depleted. Regardless of where you're sitting in your small business, now is a great time to take a look at how your business is doing and get started on a plan to ensure your emergency fund is able to keep your business afloat if you run into a dire situation. First, let's start with what an emergency fund is for a small business. Similar to an emergency fund for your personal finances, your small business emergency fund is for unexpected expenses, a dip in revenues, or even an opportunity that might come up. Having an emergency fund could be what keeps your business running or continue to operate during a time when you're unable to generate revenues in your business. This fund could save you from closing your business, taking on additional debt, and will create peace of mind knowing you have options during an emergency for your business without the need to dip into your personal funds. There's a good chance your business emergency fund will start with a zero balance, but it's important to find a way to begin funding it as soon as possible. One way to start funding your emergency fund would be to set up a savings account or a money market account. Whichever account you choose, you want to make sure this account is able to generate interest, even if it's a low interest rate. You want to be sure your emergency fund is liquid, which means you're able to take these funds out whenever you need them. If your funds are tied up and you're unable to take them out when needed, they won't be able to help you in an emergency. Once you have this account set up, it's time to set a goal on how much and how often you'll put money into this account. There are a few potential ways for you to do this, and I would recommend doing whichever works best for your business. You might want to take a certain percentage of your revenues each week and put that amount into your emergency fund. You could set up an automatic transfer of a certain dollar amount to transfer from your operating account into your emergency fund account each week or even once a month. I recommend having the automatic transfer set up. I know how busy small business owners are, and any time you can automate a transaction, it saves you time, not to mention you also make sure that it actually gets done. Remember, these amounts don't need to be huge dollar amounts. Every dollar will add up over time, and you need to make sure you have enough money to cover your regular expenses as well. Speaking about expenses, when you're serious about getting your emergency fund set up and funded, you may want to take a look at all the expenses you have in your business. Make sure each expense is a valid expense and something that the business actually needs. You may find some expenses that you have in your business are more like a want versus a need. This could be a great time for you to try to cut some of those expenses so that you can grow your emergency fund balance without feeling it too much in your operating account. Another way to help give that emergency fund a boost would be to increase the amount of money you're putting into your emergency fund 
whenever you find your business is doing better than anticipated. It's easy to take these additional revenues and spend them, but this would be a perfect time to stash away some extra cash. This could be especially helpful for times in your business when your revenues are a little lower or your business has a slower month. This is the perfect example of why you would save for a rainy day. Now that you know a few ways to get your emergency fund set up and growing, you might be asking yourself, just how much money do I need to have in this fund? Well, that's going to depend on your unique business. If you have a service-based business, which doesn't have too many overhead expenses, your emergency fund will be much different than a business with a lot of overhead expenses and high payroll costs. Take a look at your average monthly expenses and make sure you have at least three to six months covered in your emergency fund. But don't let this number throw you off and stop you in your tracks. I understand that when you calculate this number, it may seem like you'll never be able to save this amount of money in your emergency fund. I get it. Start by saving one month of expenses for your first goal. Once you've reached this goal, continue saving until you've reached two months of expenses, and so on. If you're able to save even more than three to six months of expenses, it would give you even more peace of mind. Just imagine how good it would feel to have 12 months of expenses saved in your emergency fund. This is not impossible, you just need to make it a priority. So what should be considered an emergency and when should you be using these funds? Every business will have different thresholds for when they use their emergency funds, but it's best to set some guidelines ahead of time for you to follow for your emergency fund when you set it up in the beginning. Make sure you're only using your emergency funds for true emergencies. Some possibilities you might want to consider when using your funds include slow periods in your business, illness of a key employee, natural disaster, social unrest, pandemics, or even a potential business opportunity. When setting up your guidelines, be sure to follow them so that you don't find yourself using these funds for normal operating expenses and then you find yourself short on cash when a true emergency comes along. Having an emergency fund for your small business will create peace of mind and could ultimately save your business if an emergency does actually come up. Being consistent in saving or replenishing your emergency fund needs to be a high priority and can be easy to follow through even with the smallest amounts of money. I want to remind you that this is the last week you can take advantage of the $10 coupon code APRIL2021 when purchasing one of my youth financial journeys. These journeys inspire kids and teens with age-appropriate adventures in earning, saving, spending, and sharing money while developing a strong financial foundation. They start at just $39 for a 12-month program. I designed these programs to help kids and teens from ages 5 to 18 learn about financial literacy and life skills, which lead them to understanding their own finances as they reach their young adult lives. I take the hassle out of trying to gather all the necessary information needed to teach your children financial literacy on your own. They make a great gift and are perfect for a summer project. You can go to financialadventure.com join to purchase the appropriate youth financial journey for your child. 
I'll also post a link where you're listening to this podcast so that you can take advantage of the Financial Literacy Month special. All right, to recap this episode. Number one, not only are emergency funds recommended in your personal finances, but they're also recommended for your business as well. Number two, regardless of where you're sitting in your small business, now is a great time to take a look at how your business is doing and get started on a plan to ensure your emergency fund is available to help you keep your business afloat if you run into a dire situation. Number three, your small business emergency fund is for unexpected expenses, a dip in revenues, or even a new opportunity that might come up. Number four, one way to start funding your emergency fund would be to set up a savings account or a money market account. You want to make sure this account is able to generate interest and you want to make sure your emergency fund is liquid. Number five, set a goal on how much and how often you'll put money into this account. I recommend having an automatic transfer set up so that you can have it done automatically and you also make sure that it actually gets done. Number six, Take a look at all the expenses you have in your business and make sure that each expense is a valid expense and is something that the business actually needs. This could be a great time for you to try to cut some expenses so that you can grow your emergency fund balance without feeling it too much in your operating account. Number seven, increase the amount of money you're putting into your emergency fund whenever you find your business is doing better than anticipated. Number eight, How much money you need in your emergency fund is going to depend on your unique business. Make sure you have at least three to six months of expenses covered in your emergency fund. You can start by saving one month of expenses for your very first goal. Number nine, every business will have different thresholds for when to use their emergency funds, but it's best to set some guidelines ahead of time for you to follow for your emergency fund when you set it up. Make sure you're only using your emergency funds for true emergencies. Number 10, being consistent in saving or replenishing your emergency fund needs to be a high priority and can be easy to follow through even with the smallest amounts of money. And you know I'm going to ask, what's at least one thing you can take away from this episode that will help your business succeed and grow your bottom line? If you need some accountability, Join our private Facebook community and post your action item. We'd love to support you. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this episode of Mastering Your Small Business Finances. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you, I'd love for you to give it a five-star rating and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Visit financialadventure.com for the show notes, links from this episode, and while you're there, leave a comment if you have a topic you're interested in learning more about that affects your bottom line. If you're looking for a community where you can ask questions and get feedback about your small business, join my private Facebook group. You can find the links to this group and more on financialadventure.com. And remember, any financial information shared on this podcast is not to be considered professional, financial, or tax advice and should not be solely relied upon. Please consult your CPA or tax advisor for an opinion on your specific circumstances. I'm looking forward to having you tune in next time. Until then, dream big, 
follow your heart and love what you do. Thank you.